0: I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate Meathead Hippie. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. I am Emily Schram, your host of Meathead Hippie Podcast, which by the way, we are an official registered trademark, so I'm pretty stoked about that. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, a personal trainer, and a serial entrepreneur. So I love starting companies, and I just have had so much goodness in this podcast. I feel like sometimes there's so much to digest with these guests, and these guests, just FYI, they are coming in hot the rest of this year. And so uh, about three episodes ago, I started doing just chats with me on a specific topic basically shit Emma's into. And so our last two podcasts have been incredible. We talked with Chrissy King, who was sharing her story about powerlifting and her story about really understanding boundaries. And then we took it one step further and worked with an incredible therapist in my last episode talking about how to implement boundaries in a way that's literal, not just knowing that we need them and knowing that we have to have them so if you're catching up on this episode or these episodes, they've definitely been more hippie than they have been meathead. And I think we'll get into meathead a little bit today too, because that's who I am. But I think what I love to do most is share what's on my, what's on my mind when it's on my mind. Because as you guys know, if you've gotten into astrology or if you've gotten into the moon cycles, there's times where somebody says something and you're like, holy shit, that is me. And I just feel that every time I listen to that voice in my head of write this down, caption this this way, share this right now, do a Facebook Live, film a podcast, it's, there's a reason I'm being called to it because I think you guys are needing it in some way. And I hope that th- that's the case for this. And this is so uh, really, you know, if I could recap it so you don't have to listen to the whole thing to know what I'm going to talk about to see if you'd be interested. Uh, I really had such a breakthrough, I think, for me personally, where this is officially the year of easy. And I have decided my whole life, I've been addicted to resistance and what Amy Jo Martin, who I will link, if you want a conversation, please If please stop this podcast right now because it's just going to be me rambling. If you want to hear me talk to somebody who is just incredible, Amy Jo Martin and I just did a podcast, her podcast, and I'll link it below, of us talking about this, what she calls psychotic ambition. And she asked me, you know, it's very clear you have five startups, you have five things going on, but technically, you know, you, you know, five quote unquote entities means a thousand things under the surface. And I don't always share the things that are on my plate because when I do it, it makes them real and it makes them this big giant monster. And it also is hard to articulate because it's a lot and nobody needs to know that list. But there is such an element of resistance that I love and I'm addicted to. And having this moment of, wow, why do I think that? resistance is something I thrive in? Why do we put ourselves in situations that could be basically a whole lot easier if we really listen and tap into the things that we could be tapping into? And so I want to explain this first and preface this with how I got here and a little bit of background. And then this trip I just went on, and hopefully I fill it up with analogies so that you guys, regardless of how extreme on the this, on this spectrum I am, whether, you know, it's just, it's relatable in so many ways, depending on how you look at it. So I want to first say, when I think of how I'm addicted to resistance, it really is the example of when I played soccer. I grew up playing soccer. I love playing soccer. I thought I was going to play soccer forever. <laughs> and um, it was my sport. And I remember there was something that happened when it would rain, even in high school, the rain would start and it was like everyone else kind of got frazzled and there was excuses and the ball would get slippery and you would maybe miss a kick, but it was okay because it was wet. And you start to see this focus being lost. And that was when I just was able to thrive. I I always called rain my good luck charm because I would, if I didn't score one, I would score a hat trick. It was just this insane superpower that the resistance made me focus in. And that is the perfect analogy of how I've been in every aspect of my life, in especially my businesses, where, you know, I see the things that I should be doing, right? We know that we want to increase the awareness of the impact, the backpack turn weight training bag. You know, we have to get people's hands on it. We have to get people in front of it, we have to get more exposure to it. So when we launch it, we're not just going to launch it on Kickstarter, we're going to sign up for every single expo and event that we possibly can. And while you're there, you're not just going to demo the bags, you're going to try to find ways to work out with it. And then you're going to do speaking opportunities and you're just going to do XYZ, XYZ. And the amount of times, if you guys have followed me for a while, I'm sure I, I should put a collection of quote, shit that goes wrong when Emily goes to an expo. (laughs) Because it was just inevitable. You know, there was one case where we went to Utah and we lost the keys to the truck, or actually it got broken into, then we couldn't find the keys. We lost half of our gear. I think a homeless man ended up stealing it. Somebody found it a day later after the expo had started, The rest of the gear didn't get shipped in. So we had day one of not selling anything plus half our gear in a park somewhere. And then we just pushed through and we did it anyway. And then someone called us. They found us. They said, hey, I found all these bags. It was like, wow, why is this? I mean, this is just what it is. This is what it's like to have a business. This is what it's like to have a product. It's a new world. And I just don't know anything except keep doing it. Put your head up, maybe cry in the bathroom and then put some lipstick on and then handle your shit, Emily. And That's just how I've operated, and I think that's always gonna happen, right? That's who I am, and i'm I'm ready for challenges, and I love challenges. But I think the light bulb came on when I went to Bainbridge this weekend, and I went to Bainbridge because of Steph Jagger, who was a podcast guest, who was incredible. If you guys want to learn about really listening to the universe and pushing boundaries, that's the episode for you, like saying you know, not boundaries with people, but for myself, I have an itch that I want to scratch and I have a calling and I don't know how to do it. And she just is so good at being like, let's do it, you know, so that the push from the universe that we're so nervous and scared to do. And we were talking and she just mentioned how Bainbridge was her home and it looked like Jurassic. And I don't know if you know this, but I am obsessed with Jurassic Park. It was my favorite movie growing up. Believe it or not, not to just be overly themed, but I loved it so much because it scared the shit out of me. My mom and I would go on walks in our hallway in our little Kirksville, Missouri house because I was so terrified of some of these parts of Jurassic Park, but I wanted to watch it so badly. So she'd take me on a walk and we'd go into the hallway holding my hand. And then as soon as I was able to, we'd come back and we'd watch it, which is probably why I loved Jurassic Park so much. I was... Like, you know, this is the, the messed up part of Emily. Like, so much resistance. And I just was like, I have to get through it. It's a challenge, right? So I grew up loving dinosaurs. I grew up loving this greenery. And who doesn't? It's forest and ma- amazing in nature. And it led me to Kauai, which I've been to, you know, six times. It's one of my favorite places in the world. I've had so many incredible experiences there. And I just haven't gone back. I felt like the last time I went back doing the ultimate Hawaiian trail run with CrossFit Poipu and for Bradford's birthday, it kind of felt like closure. I felt like, you know, I've been here so much. I'm. This feels like the last time I'm going to be here for a while. But I love the ability to have a place where it just feels like home and it's super special. And so when she said Bainbridge and it looked like Jurassic. I was like, maybe this is my new Kuwait. And I just looked up Airbnbs over and over and over. I love looking up Airbnbs even if you are just bored and you want to do something other than scroll on Instagram. Just type in somewhere you want to go and look up Airbnbs. It's quite the pastime. And I found this place and it was available and I, every time I went back it was available. Every time I went back it was available. I just knew I had to book it. And so I booked it and it it was the best thing I ever did. I had my friend, Dr. Lauren, who's been on my podcast as well, come and meet me there for part of it. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I am in this most beautiful place on a ferry and all these Uber drivers are so, they're just telling me exactly what I need to hear and I'm just feeling like I'm in the right place and there's rain and there's sunshine and there's rain and it was just... All sorts of magical to the point that my Uber driver gave me her card and she has a number eight in the email. She's from Kauai and she does energy work. And she booked a session with me and Lauren the next day and they, she came to the Airbnb and we did this incredible amazing energy thing that she's going to be a guest on the podcast and we'll talk about it. But it's that kind of magical. Like, wow. Like the animals I'm seeing the Eagle that lived right above the house and looking up in my animal book, like, what's that mean? And then these crabs, I would meditate right, right on top of these crabs. And then I looked up crabs and I was like, Oh my God, crabs means like kind of being a hermit, but tapping in and dancing and being free. And then I just had all these things. So long story, I was in a magical place and I wanted to go kayak because they had kayaks and it was like the, the, the tide had come in and it was higher than it was the morning I was meditating. And I'm still, I'm from Missouri, so I know the ocean, I surf, I have been around it. I still don't know the ocean you know, even though I quote no, it's like, it baffles me. I never, people that grow up with water, it's a different world. I'm still like fascinated. (laughs) I'm so fascinated by it. Like how, excuse me, how is this so much higher? This is insane. It's just insane how much higher it was. And I was like, wow, this is not what I expected. I was ready for some calm and calm, cool kayaking. And now it's like putting the kayak in the water and it's slamming against the concrete, like bam. But bam, I'm like, oh, Jesus, the water's splashing up. And I'm like, God, that's so cold. God. And I'm like, suck it up. I'm like, get in the kayak. This is going to be so fun. You're going to do a little solo kayaking. I had this old school orange life jacket on my shoulders. And about to step into it, another big kind of draft of wind and wave. Like, bam. Oh, my God, that sounds terrible. I look at it. I'm like, why am I doing this thing that looks terrible? I mean, will I actually enjoy sitting in this kayak, struggling against the wind, getting freezing cold, you know you're going to tip over, Emily. Like, are you willing to get soaking wet in this really cold water? I'm like, no, I'm not. Why do I think I should be doing this? So I drag it back the t- kayak, and I sit down, and I was frustrated. Like, oh, I just want to do it. Like, go be bold. Go be adventurous. And I sat in the kayak on land, and then all of a sudden, the sun parted and shot right through. And I'm sitting in this kayak on land with the sun right on me. And it was just the most refreshing clarity I've ever had saying, you do not need to be in tumultuous waves and water and pushing the boundaries and forcing yourself to do these things to have the result that you were looking for. Because what ultimately was the result? What was the intention? to just have some quiet time, to feel peaceful, to be out on my own. And everything kind of came to, it was just like, ah, my whole life I've put the kayak in this water. I've gotten cold, I've tipped, I've flipped. (laughs) You know, and there's always going to be times where we have to do that and we just got to do it. But is it true that we always have to do it? You know, I, I question that now. Because I'm sitting in this kayak on land in this peaceful place, getting everything that I wanted from that moment and realizing how much I choose hard. I make the hard happen because I think I should. I feel like I should. Other think every other person thinks I could or should. But do I truly want that? And we hear these things all the time. We hear these things of what do you want? What do you really want? to get out of this. Do you, are you doing it because of X, Y, Z? Are you doing it because of ego? Are you doing it because you think you should and could and would, or is it calling you? Is it deep down, is it calling you? And I think there's this wiggle room of we don't know what's calling us, right? We don't know what it is that makes us click. We don't know what floats our boat and we don't know what light we're after. We are in this discovery phase after discovery phase after discovery phase. And that's why we can get so overwhelmed because there's so much noise and so many things. And it's the shiny syndrome and you want it all. But when we just take a moment to stop, and I swear to God, I am now a believer in the meditation. Thank you, Emily Fletcher. That was a podcast I did as well. So please go listen to that if you have resistance to meditation. I just finally feel that I understand more than ever, the quote that we've all seen, that if it's not a resounding yes, then it's a no. And there's no maybe, there's no, ah, that could work out. Um, there's no, I should be doing that. That sounds like a great idea. That could be a great opportunity. I think I'm really done with that shit. And I'm just saying, you know, if nothing else, if this just gives you some motivation of One, the right thing will feel like it was built for you. The right thing will feel like the clouds parted and the sun shined on you, even though you were on land sitting in your kayak. You don't don't get more sunshine because you chose to put your kayak in the water. And as athletes or as anybody that's been in business or has a career, or is a human in our society, our effort is directly proportional or tied to, supposedly, our output. I put in more effort, I get more output. I make more bags, I sell more money. I go to the gym more, I see great results and I'm fit as shit. <laughs> I felt like that was a safer word than the other F-bomb. I... I uh, meal prep, I limit my calories. Hopefully you're not doing that if you listen to me. You should not be eating under 1,700 calories, anybody, period. Then I'm going to see more results, right? Our effort is directly proportional to our result, our output. But what if that is such a lie? What if we've been taught all wrong? And I think we have. And so I decided, well, what's the risk? What is the risk for 2019 to choose easy? If it doesn't work out, I can go straight back to what I was doing, saying yes to the things that felt like a quote, good opportunity, saying yes to the events that felt like I might meet the right people. I might be in a place that I love. It might be a good opportunity. It might feel really good. I stopped doing that. I've said no to so many events. There's a reason I haven't been at them. And people ask me and I just say it wasn't a good fit. I don't know what else to say. It just wasn't a good fit. For me, there's no legit, there's no logical reason for me not to go. I've been going for years, yet it didn't feel like a good fit. And maybe it never did. I just felt like I had to do it. So what would happen if I say I don't want to do it anymore unless it literally I see the email and I'm so excited about it that I screenshot it and I send it to my manager, Katie, and I say, yes, this. That's how I am with every sponsor, with Epic, with Noon, with Vital Proteins. It's like, it, it's not even a question. Like, it's when are we working together and how. It's those moments of like, yes, of course I'm doing that. Of course. But those things that are maybes, what, ha- what would happen if we just cut them out? And we just put all our energy into the yeses and all our energy into this self-development clarity of, Help me find the yeses sooner. Help me find the clarity sooner so that I don't feel like I'm all in my head and I don't know what's a yes and a no and a maybe. And it's interesting, this is with people too. And this can get a little, you know, gray area. And I don't want anybody, we're all, we all are going to be treated kindly and deserve respect. But it is so true with the people in our life where you want so badly to connect with them or you want to make things happen. And there's so much to be said about doing that and doing it with everything you got as long as it's a yes. If it's a maybe and you feel drained after, why are we doing it? Why are we putting ourselves in those situations? So there's this fine line of, I'm telling you on one hand, get uncomfortable. That's what my whole mojo has been for what's been seven years, seven years of running my business of Unleash Fitness turning into Mfit, turning into what's emilystrom.com, saying get uncomfortable because that is how you grow, which is absolutely true. I want you to send it. I want you to take those jumps and I want you to do the things that are like, oh shit, I can't believe I'm about to do this. And then on the other hand, I want you to say really clearly to yourself and to others that if it doesn't feel like a resounding yes, If it doesn't feel, quote unquote, easy, then don't do it. So what I think the biggest takeaway to blend those two together is that what I found, those scary moments that we are like, I can't believe I'm doing this, I don't know if I want to do this, those actually, the ones that are right, you deep down really, really want to do it. It's a difference of deciphering fear of failure from I think I should do this. And this is maybe just my ego talking. And it's a constant talk in your head, which is why we all feel nutty. We all feel crazy. We all feel just insane. Sometimes we overthink it. Hence my don't overthink it program. But when we're looking at it, if you just take 10 steps back and the, t- the steps back are the breathing, the bass, the cutting the people out of your life that Maybe pull on you a little too much with love and respect saying, hey, I just, you're not in my circle anymore and that's okay, at least for now, all the things we've talked about in the podcast before. It's like, (laughs) there's a book called Pussy that Dr. Lauren is reading and she calls it the GPS, the great pussy in the sky. And it's literally the clearer you are with you and the clearer you are to those people that really are in your life. The clearer the GPS will be to you. There will be no more maybes. And what I just hope that you guys get from this is that I have had such a hard, weird year. In the best possible way, hard, right? Because everything good is hard in some ways. (laughs) See, I'm still saying it. Not everything good is hard, but there's this transition transition, transformation. Old parts of me are going to die. These are all the tarot cards that I've gotten. It just feels in that uncomfortable growth stage, like at the birthing canal, and it's interesting because all I was desperate for was clarity, and I was asking for my clarity all weekend. You know, no, no phone, no laptop, just clarity. Universe, God, Goddess, whatever you, whatever you believe in, give me some clarity. And I was sitting on that kayak, and the sun parted, and it was this message of. You already know. The clarity is already here. It is your own belief system that you have to get into turbulence in order to to have clarity. The uncomfortableness that you feel emotionally, that's enough. That's enough uncomfortableness. The other stuff, the things that you know you you should be saying no to, deep down, the people, the events, uh, the times, even the podcast. Like if you really want to do a podcast with somebody And it's a resounding yes. It's a yes. If it's a maybe, it's a no. If it's a uh, anything, I mean, gosh, it's a, you know, workouts, it's like, that's a different, a little bit of a different story, right? Because it takes a little bit to get into that movement. So don't say, Emily says, if it's not a resounding yes, then it's a no, and I'm not going to go work out because that's one thing that I think maybe is non-negotiable, like, you know, definitely move in some way. But when we're talking about emotional health and spiritual health and growth, you know, we're just looking at how can I get more clarity. And you get more clarity by less social media time, less bullshit, less maybes, less that seems like a good opportunity, less talking about it and more introspection, more breathing, more nothingness, not even meditating about the problem, but just nothingness. And then looking and seeing and feeling everything that you want, and just trust, 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 trust that it will come. So my words, I guess the shit ends in two. It's surrendering, knowing that, you know, I'm going to trust that if I don't put the kayak into the, the water, I still can get the results I want because I'm doing the work in the right way, and it's just smarter, not harder, and it's clear, and I'm not afraid to say no to the people I need to say no to and the things I need to say no to, and let's see what happens. What's the worst that can happen, right? And knowing that that in in and of itself is taking my emotional health to a whole different level, and then it's saying, okay, well, if we know that energetically, that's really, every cell in our body, the way we are, the way our brain operates, the physical body Does still need to be nurtured, then that is kind of going back to the working out being non-negotiable. Like, what puts my body into the most limited amount of shit possible? Right, sugar is a layer that you have to peel off. So peel it off. Diet cokes, stop drinking them. Get that shit and poison out of your body. You, we, we say that we want to be connected and aware and have clarity, yet we sometimes Don't the actions are not matching up. So when I nourish my body with food, not to say it's perfect all the time, but when I have certain foods or don't have certain foods, they're intentional. Not to say I'm eating this salad so that I am spiritually aware. It's like, no, I just want one less layer of shit to deal with. I'm exhausted. This shit is exhausting. But it's so worth it because it's saying, you know, one, Do you really believe it? Do you really believe that you can have that goodness? Do you really believe that you can be that person and you can change the world? (laughs) Do whatever you want to do with it. Do you believe deep down? And then the language of, well, how would you treat somebody that would be doing that? If you, Seth Godin says, like, walk in this world like you're the person who wrote the book you want to write. Maybe you have a book you want to write and in your head that feels so far away. Start right now. Walk in the world the way you would already be if that book came out, if that program came out, if your business was launched. Visualize that person and make steps to start doing it today. That felt like a little bit of a tangent, but you know, that's where I'm gonna close out and end because I am so into this and I think this is just my testament. It's so funny. January eighteenth, I went from being in Saturn for six years to going to Venus, which for my rising. So through my Vedic astrology that I got at Tibet Imports, if you're in Denver, but you can get it pretty much anywhere if you know your time and date of birth and um, where you were born. So Cruxville, Missouri at like 1223, and you figure out where the planets were when you were born. And so my mind transitioned January 18th, and I think I finally feel the full effects of it and I was resisting against it because it feels so unnatural. I've lived my whole life head down and just do and grind. And that resistance is a challenge and I fucking love it. Like fucking bring it. But what would happen if I say, you know what, if it's not, if it's not that easy, maybe it's not a right fit. (laughs) I think I've done the grind enough, you know, and Uh, that's just my, that's my thoughts and I'll keep you guys posted every step of the way. The best place to find more of this, especially since we're going to jump into guests for the next two episodes. And then we finish, uh, episode a hundred is right around the corner is my Facebook group. So the Facebook group is linked below. I do tea time every week. There is incredible humans. Trust me. Like I'm not a big Facebooker. Like I'm really not. I think we have enough everything in our life. This group is just contagious. It's so amazing. So if you are interested in any sort of positivity day-to-day quotes and affirmations and just feeling like there's some good in the world, in the world of Facebook and news and just a little bit of the comparison and negativity that can inherently come out with this type of work that's being done. This Facebook group feels like it defies all odds. So that's my plug for my Facebook group. I think you guys are going to love it. Ah, Big breath together. The last quote that I'll say, this is what our tea time was about today, is that how you feel is not who you are. And if you're interested in more, go watch the Facebook Live because so often we have these feelings of doubt or inadequacy. And then we take that on and we say, I am inadequate. I should doubt myself. I am not enough. So notice that in yourself as you look at moments of feelings of ick. What are you feeling? Name it. And then make sure that it, you understand it's just a word. It's a word that's going to pass. And it is always, always, it is always going to pass. It really is. And you are not those words who you who you are is not how you feel boom under 30 minutes i hope you guys enjoyed this share it rate it review it it's so helpful to get this to the right people my other meathead hippies when you guys do leave reviews uh, you can leave reviews as often as you want so if there's something that resonated with you i do read these um, i would love to hear from you and i hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week i'll see you next time